Good morning. If you guys are just tuning in, you have been prayed for and we are excited to be here. I know I say that every week and it never changes because I'm excited to be here. How about you guys? Oh, come on. How about you guys? That's what I'm talking about because we got a lot of amen and going on today. That means yeah, so be it. So I want to start off here. And, and, and really started thinking about this month. It's been an exciting time. We've seen great leaps uh, with the renovation of our church building. I appreciate everybody serving, giving, doing, praying. Uh, it has been amazing to see how our home team is pulling together and God has drawn folks in uh, to help and do. And it's, it's a great time. And so when I, I was looking about this week, I was just praying, Lord, there's so many cool things to share. What, what, what is it that you want us to preach on this week? You know, what is it that's going on? And, and one of the things that he just came to, to my heart was when I talk to a lot of folks, and I can say this for myself at some time, I feel like I fall short. How about you guys? You ever feel like that sometimes? I think this message is going to help us. I didn't say you, I said us. I'm in the boat with you, amen? So I, I want to share a little bit of this, and, I, and I'll show you how this kind of works out when you talk to folks. And our title today is Not Enough with a question mark. And what I mean by that, I, I'll just for the record, y'all help me out with this a little bit. How much sleep did you get last night? Not enough. How much are you paying you on the job? Not enough. How much patience do you got? <laughs> Somebody said lots. <laughs> And the teachers say, yes, I got a lot. You know, you, you think about that. We don't realize how we, we play into that a lot of times. Not enough. Not enough sleep. Not enough patience and things like that. And I think what happens is a lot of times we start programming our, ourselves. Well, how much vacation did you get last year? Not enough. You see where I'm going with this, right? And, and if we're not careful, we, that's how we start programming ourselves. And we start seeing through that lens of it's not enough. But I'm going to tell you some good news. Jesus is enough. He's more than enough. And we're going to kind of walk through a story that I've read many times, but the Lord just, just showed me some cool things uh, this week, and, and I hope that uh, it's a blessing to you. But I think a lot of times we get in the loop, loop of lack. I remember not too long ago, well, it's probably been a little while, time's flying. Going through different things in our life. How many times? Sometimes money's there, and sometimes money is not there as much, right? Sometimes your health is there, sometimes your health is down. And I remember this particular time, I was kind of wore down. And I was in the garage and walking through the garage and got so much stuff in the garage. Hey, Y'all got a lot of stuff in your garage? Yeah. See, I figure if I got a path in my garage, that is victory, right? It, it is, man. And so, you know, we go through there. And, and I was thinking, man, Lord, you know, i got to write the bills. i got to do this. I, I don't seem to have enough time. I was kind of whining to the Lord. I'm just being honest. Y'all ever whine to the Lord a little bit? You know, just a little bit complaining. I'm just being honest. Man, shovel lip, everything else. And I was out there looking around and trying to get through all the stuff. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all this lack. And immediately, the Lord quickened my spirit. He said, show me your lack. And man, it humbled me. How many cars you got? You know, you got so much stuff in your garage. Where's your lack, buddy? Hmm. He was speaking to me there. You know what? It, you, you haven't missed a meal, have you? Show me your lack. And immediately I just stopped and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I missed it. I was looking at the stuff instead of the source. And I want to tell you today, I think it's easy for us to do that sometimes. And a matter of fact, just to make us feel just a little bit better, I'm going to tell you that it happened to the disciples too, amen? So let's go ahead and roll with that. I'm going to read a little bit here. If you've got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be in Matthew 14, 
I'm kind of going to grow through 14 through 21. And, and so here's some, so what can we learn from the feeding of the 5,000? Many people have heard that story many times. And when I did some studying, I, I, I found this out. Aside from the resurrection, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 is the only miracle recorded in all four Gospels. So that tells me, guess what? It's important. Have you ever read something in the Bible and realized there's a little bit more there to it? You know, we read this and, man, man, Jesus, he, he fed the 5,000 with, you know, two fish and five loaves. That's, that's amazing. That's a miracle. But today I pray that we go a little bit deeper in all that. So when we look at this, I want to just, just keep an open mind and just say, hey, you know what? I realize that it's bigger than myself. I'm going to give you a little backstory. So this is where they're coming from. John the Baptist has just been beheaded. Jesus is out with his disciples and, and things are closing in on him, man. And, but, but he's not worried because he knows the big picture. See, he knows the Sunday's coming, amen? He knows when things are happening. As we get ready to go into resurrection weekend, keep that in mind. But see, we don't have to just do that once a year. We should be doing that every day to be encouraged in the Lord. So I'm gonna, I guess I'll start with 13, then I'll roll into 14 on the screen. It said, when Jesus uh, heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. Let me tell you, when when. Jesus is speaking and Jesus is moving and, and you can tell people want to follow that. Now you wouldn't know it by the world many times, but I'm going to tell you what, when things start getting tough, guess what? They start listening a little bit more. Have you ever noticed that? Has your heart and your ears been open a little bit more when things are kind of a little shaky in your life? Somebody say amen, right? I'll tell you what, it's amazing how our ears start to open when our heart starts to hurt. So let's go here with 14. It says, when Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed the sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so, that, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate, were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. When I did some more study, they said it could have been up to about 10,000 or 15,000. I'm impressed with 5,000. How about you guys? That's amazing because we know that God is more than enough. But what was happening is they were stuck in that cycle. They were stuck in that cycle of missing what's going on. Let's roll with it here. So the first thing I want you guys to take a look is this. We're going to break this out a little bit at a time. Go ahead and unfold them all, Mike. I'll go ahead and roll them that way. That'd be good. I appreciate it. So look at this. Let's go back to 15, all right? Let's just walk through some of these things here. As the evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. How many times we look at our situation instead of the big picture? Man, this is not looking good. We're looking down instead of looking up. And I think that's exactly what was going on here. See, they were looking at their circumstances and they were looking at the location. Man, we're in a remote area, man. This is tough. What's going on here? What, what are we going to do? It's looking thin out here, man. How are we going to do this, you know? But you know what? It, it's them looking at it. It's not enough. But God's always enough, amen? In the midst of the storm, regardless of what's going on. And I said, look at this. How many know that God can still be God in the remote places of your life? Amen? 
when things seem kind of rough, when the water seems kind of shallow, or maybe when the water's up over your head, regardless, God can still be who he is because that's who he is all the time. He never changes. And I pray that as we go through this, if you feel like you're going through a season of not enough, I pray that God shows you that he's more than enough. Amen. Let's keep on walking a little bit here. I said he gets involved even when the storms are brewing. It's, it's about in the deep, dark depression. It doesn't scare God, does it? It doesn't scare the Lord. He doesn't say, man, that's just too much. You might have so-called friends that say, man, I'm out, tapping out. You might have relationships and they just say, man, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to get involved. You see that more and more. You ain't lying. I'm telling you. He said, yeah. I tell you, many times we get in places like that and we go, you know, I just don't want to be drawn into that. I don't, I don't want to be overwhelmed with that. And you know what? Sometimes we have to love people from a distance. But also, I think God calls us to be the light in the darkness. Amen? Maybe it's at your work. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's with your neighbor. I don't know exactly what God's going to show you this week, but I'm going to tell you this. He chooses to use us. Now, how many people think that's a privilege? Sometimes we think it's a burden, Right? But I guarantee you on the other side of that, you're going to find that it's a blessing. If we are serving for the right reasons and we put ourselves aside, let's just go to this. He didn't tell, tell the disciples, I'll tell you what, y'all going home, I'll take care of it. He told them, get to work, right? He said, let's get in this thing. Let's keep on moving here. So we look at this. The first thing I break out, it says, uh, it says we have right here, it says there was at a remote place. We talked about that. I love that picture that I found right there. If y'all ever felt like that, did you just out there by yourself? Have you ever been in a crowd and feel like you're the only one there? Now, that's something else. You know, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy 99.9% of the time. But when I don't say something, that's usually when something's going on. When I finally shut up, the guys at work go, hey, what's up? I said, no, I'm cool. No, you know. And, and you know what they do? They do just like we do. We don't know what's wrong. We throw food at it. Come on, I'll take you to lunch. <laughs> Come on, let's get something to eat. You know, that always makes it a little bit better. But, you know, are we watching from those remote places? Are we saying, man, Lord, what, what is it that you have for us? What is it that you want to show us? And I, I want to talk today that God's just not involved in the sunny days of our life, but he's there through the darkness, through the storms, through the good, and through the bad. And I pray that, you know what, I know in a crowd this size, somebody somewhere is in one of those places. We all are. Man, everything out here seems like, whoa, it's a sunny day. This is good. This is good. But maybe there's something in your heart that's unsettled. Maybe there's something in your life that's just kind of looming over there. I pray that today through this teaching that it'll help you. Because when you feel like you're in a remote place, just know that God will go with you. He's not going to leave you. So look at this. They start out and he said, man, it's already getting late. See, we start getting, well, we don't have time. And we're speaking to anybody, man, we're too busy, we don't have time. You know, the Lord's not bound by time. He's not restricted by the hours or minutes or the years. And see, what happens is the problem comes when we don't give him enough time. Am I preaching to anybody today? I know I'm preaching to me. See, what happens is when we start running out of time, most of the time we haven't spent time with the Lord. I just said most of the time. You know, it's easy to start your day and leave God out of it, isn't it? Because you're busy, man. We got stuff to do. We got, man, time. It's, we're rolling. We got to get it. But the truth is, if we really think about it, we don't have time not to pray. We don't have time not to get with him because I'm going to tell you what, he's going to order our footsteps. He's going to set the stage. But what happens a lot of times, we like to drive the bus, don't we? But I'm going to tell you some good news. When we do drive the bus and we get out in that remote place, the Lord still loves you and he'll send somebody out there for you or he'll come himself. Amen. Have you ever seen that in your, in your life? 
It's amazing sometimes. I think about Angela talking about when she was doing some of her mission trips and she was sick and she was uh, out behind the Jeep or the car and she's like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And everybody was kind of back away. But out of the, I, I won't say out of the blue, out of the darkness, somebody comes up with a wash rag and, and some water and ministers to her. Man, I'm going to tell you what. If you look back over your life, I believe God's been sending people in your life many, many days, many, many times. And you know what? They don't always look just like an angel, right? You know, we got this certain idea they're going to look like this, they're going to speak like this, they're going to sound like this and everything else. They might look like your neighbor. They might look like your sister. They might look like your brother. They might look like your boss. They might look like the lady down the street. They might look like the person that you've walked by 10 times at Food Line and they were going through a tough time and that's the one that they turn around and bless you. I watch different things on, on YouTube and stuff from time to time and, 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 and it's hard to find some stuff that's really a, a, a uplifting story. And there was a guy that did this, this what do you call it, a social uh, experiment. And they saw this guy, and he was sitting there, and they talked to him, and they said, hey, man, I just want to be a blessing to you and everything else, and uh, uh, here, here's some money. And they followed the guy. And the guy goes, gets a bunch of egg McMuffins or whatever, donuts and everything else. And he comes back, and he goes back to people where he's been at, where he's living off the street and everything else. And he gives it all out. And they, and they, and they, they come up to the guy, and they go, look, man, I, I bless you with that. What, what's going on? He said, man, I, I had enough. I wanted to share that. Man, what a beautiful story to see that. How often do we just keep stepping, keep going? It's all about us. I'll tell you what, you cannot outgive God. You know that's true. But, you know, a lot of times we think it's, it's getting too late. Everything else. Let's just send them away. What do we got here? It says send the crowds away. We break it out a little bit. We don't want to touch it. We don't want to get involved. And is that coming across? A lot of times we say, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm busy. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I always look at this. There's really like three things we can do, right? We can go, we can give, or we can stay and pray when it comes to things like that. You know, when you think about mission trips and stuff like that. But I also believe on mission trips that there's a mission trip every day in our life. How about you? Every day, that mission field might be your neighborhood. It might be your family. It might be your job site. I don't know. It might be at Food Line or Costco or whatever the case. But I'm going to tell you what. God has a plan for you if you, that's where you're at. He will work through you and in you at your location. Look what's going on up in here. He says, you know what? Let them go buy themselves some food. Do we ever do that? I know we're getting on some toes a little bit because it's going to turn around. though. But I bet you I could find myself in every one of those at some time or another. How about you? You know, well, I know well, doing street ministry, I used to do street ministry for a couple of years, and I didn't really know much about street ministry. My buddy was saying, man, you ought to come on, on down and, and share a few things and see what's going on. I said, oh, but I'm the guitar guy. I don't do that. That's how narrow my brain was. I hadn't been saved long. I, I'm the guitar guy. I, I play some music, but I, I don't do that. Like, uh, like there's like one little piece of ministry. The Lord showed me a whole lot on that. Guess who was wrong? Me. And so I said, okay, Chris. Chris is on me, right? My, my buddy Chris. He said, come on, Dave. He said, I'm going to tell you what. It's going to blow you away, dude. It's going to blow you away. God's going to show you something. I said, okay, okay, okay. I'll go. Seven o'clock, we go down to East End, and we're handing out different things and sandwiches and stuff. The first day I went, first day I went, people coming up. I said, hey, how can we pray for you? Would you like a sandwich or something like that? And he, yeah. And I see a guy walking like a block away. 
And then my head's on a swivel, right? I'm like, what's going on down here, right? What's happening? Because guess what? I was out of my comfort zone a little bit. Anybody ever get out of their comfort zone a little bit? And I'm hanging out. And so this guy comes on up. And he's, what's happening? I said, hey, man, would you, would you like a lunch, a bag lunch? And he goes, yeah, that's what I need. Boom, snatched that thing out of my hand. I was like, <laughs> woo. Good thing this one was two years ago, bro. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just being honest. And I said, okay. All of a sudden, the guy takes about three steps away and he turns around and he goes, uh, hey, man. I go, yeah. He said, uh, I lied to you. Now, my buddy Chris is going, uh, he's, he's, Jesus is just getting ready to jump on this guy, right? I'm going, you lied to me. He goes, I didn't, I didn't need that. He said, I was walking down there. He said, man, something just drew me over here to talk to you. And this guy was 42 years old. His name was Curtis Green, I still remember. And he hit his knees and he started bawling and he gave his life to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? See, he even tried to fight it back. And, and here I'm thinking, but I'm just a guitar guy. See, I'm not enough. But you know what I found out? If I'm available, he's more than enough. So look at that. So I'm there and I'm sharing this and everything else. And so one of my other buddies, I got back in the car and shared So I'm just blown away. I had the privilege to, to tell this guy about Jesus. He gives his life to the Lord. We see God moving all around. And my buddy's Chris, he said, I told you. I told you, God's moving down here. I said, man, this is awesome. So I get in the phone, I get on the phone and get back in the car, and I call my, my other buddy. I said, hey, man. He goes, yeah, what's up? I said, man, you ain't going to believe who I saw today. He said, didn't you go with Chris down to the stream? I said, yeah, you ain't going to believe who I saw. He said, who'd you see? I said, Jesus. He was on the street with us, man. He's changing lives. See, it wasn't about the, the fish and the bread. It wasn't about the peanut butter and jelly and the pimento cheese sandwich. It was about their heart. It was about what was going on. But had I just stayed in my own little box and said, well, I'm the guitar guy. That's what I'm going to do. No. Not only would I have shorted them, but I would have shorted myself. So don't just put yourself pigeonholed in one area. Because I'm going to tell you what, when God's involved, you can do a whole lot more through him. Amen. And he will use you. He will keep on rolling through there. So it wasn't about them buying self and sending them off and everything else. God drew people to us at that street ministry. Who is God drawing to you? Think about this. Maybe it's the person that keeps coming by your office and you go, my gosh, you're back again. Maybe because you need to speak into their life. Maybe, maybe you just say, hey, is there anything we could pray about? I went to get my hair cut yesterday. Went to a new place and I said, okay, man, everybody else, you got to have appointments and everything. I was running, running late. I said, I'm just going to go to this place. And I went and I talked to people and they want name, rank, serial number, ID, where you live, how many kids you got. I don't know what, they, I guess they're going to mail something to me or whatever. I was like, all right. And so I look over there, and this lady that was going to cut my hair was over here like this. I was like, that's going to be the lady that cuts my hair. I can see it right now. Lord, I don't know what type of haircut I'm going to get, but that's where we're going. So I get over there, and I could tell she was having a rough day. I was just hoping that she wasn't going to take it out on my noggin. So I started talking a little bit. And how many know when you don't feel good and when you're upset, you bring some funny guy in there? It ain't always funny. Man, I was telling her all types of stuff, and she's just like, huh? But you know, by the end of our conversation, by the time I got to go, I got to share about the love of Christ. I got to remind her that God's got it. And I got the biggest hug, and she had tears in her eyes, and I got to tell her about Jesus. Man, that's what I'm seeing in my life. I don't know about you guys. 
It's in the uncomfortable places. It's in when, when things don't feel just right. See, a lot of times we think to serve the Lord or, or we think when we're, we're walking with Jesus, we, it's got to be just, man, it's got to be just so, got to have the tie on. You got to speak in the King James, you know, whatever the deal is. You know what people need? They need to see the love of Christ through your life. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes the love of Christ is, is reflected better in crisis. Because I'm going to tell you what, I heard it before. If you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice. When you squeeze, what else? I don't know. What can we squeeze? I can't even think of it. I was going to say a banana. <laughs> I don't know what comes I guess gush comes out. But I'm just saying, when you squeeze a, <laughs> you can tell that one in my notes. But when you squeeze a Christian, shouldn't Christ come out? A lot of times it's not. But as God continues to perfect our heart, that's what he's working in there. So you know what? Don't be surprised when, when we say, no, let them handle it. God says, no, that's why you're here. Let's look at the last thing. And we come down here, he says, we have, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish to answer. We have here only. That's all I got. I don't have enough to go around. Have you ever noticed when you give for the right reasons, when you share for the right reasons, somehow God will work it around and get out of that loop that you're in and get in the God loop and start bringing blessings into your life. People say, I don't have much time. I don't have no time. I don't have no time. I don't have enough time. Guess what? I found this. I stay pretty busy, right? But I found this. When I give God his time first, somehow he multiplies my time. It's just amazing. But when you start doing the list and I got to do and I got to have and I got to do this, all these things, we need to step back and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? Maybe it's take a little bit longer at the lunch counter and talk to somebody. Maybe it's to go this way instead of that way. Maybe it's to help hold the door open for somebody else. Maybe it's to check on your neighbor. Maybe it's to call your mom. I don't know. Maybe it's to call your uncle. I don't know. Maybe it's to tell your wife she's beautiful. Amen? That works both ways. You can tell your handsome husband he's doing good. But uh, you know what? Put some purpose behind each day, and you'll see how God is moving. I had a couple other things here. I said many times, just like this, we only see our lack. It's not enough. I said, so here's the question. When God asks you to give, go, and share, do you only look at your lack? These guys, the disciples, weren't looking at Jesus. They were looking in their sack. They were looking out here. They were looking at the crowd. They were looking at what they had instead of the source. They, was looking, they were looking at their lack instead of looking at the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So whatever it is this week that God's showing you, I'm, I'm telling you, we as a church are going to live this out this week. I know it in my spirit. I just know it. Remember this. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about whatever it is. It may be time. It may be money. It may be something else. It may be just giving somebody an ear. If you look back over your life and you think about some of the things and the people that have been a blessing to you, I want to ask you this. Were they a blessing because they blessed you with stuff? Or were they a blessing because they blessed you with themselves? Isn't that something? I said it a week or so ago. My buddy was saying, he said, I'd give everything I had to spend 15 more minutes with my dad just to talk to him, just to tell him. I want to make sure he knows. And I, I said, look, man, you lived a life with your parents. They know. But we always want that little bit more time, right? But you know what? We squander so much of our time now, don't we? You know, there's a, when I updated my phone, it tells you everything, right? And it tells me how much time I made calls, how many times I was on Facebook, how much time I've been on this and this and this and this. And you don't even realize it. 
Every, every day at work, Monday through Friday, we have a 715 meeting. And I'll tell you what, I, one of these days I'm going to take a picture of it here. Everybody gets to the table. They get their coffee. I get my protein bar, Mr. Bobby. <laughs> Denise got me fixed for that. And I got that. And we're all looking in to the screen, all looking into the palm. Look at this. All I see, I can tell you the top of everybody's head. You know? And I have to look at that too. I'm like, man, let me see. And then I say, hey, how's your mom doing? How's your dog doing? You know, something else. Somebody had went to the, because I'm trying to listen and I want to be a part of their lives and I want to be encouraging everything else. I don't want to just see the top of their head. I don't want to hear about, you know, all the negative stuff. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? And that's what's happened so much in today's society. We get everything so fast and so much that we get overdosed with the bad news. What would happen if everybody sitting at your, at your little meeting was looking at a word of God? And say, hey, man, you know what? Did you see this? Did you see this right here? Man, it's not about it's not enough. We got more than enough in Jesus. I bet you that might revolutionize the whole day at work. What do you think? It might change it. But we can't wait on others. We have to be the light, right? We're the one that can start it up. And even if you don't say it, even if you don't bring it up, you can live it out. Because God is counting on each one of us. Amen? Let's keep on rolling, Mike. Let's see what we got here. So we talk about not enough. We'll unpack it a little bit more. I tried to find the lightest color background so y'all couldn't see that today. If Tanya Tim was working on here, I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll read it to you, though. Let's keep on rolling. That's it. Let's see what's in. I want to read this. And when I did, I love doing like a teaching and a preaching. I kind of went through the story, and then I come back and kind of highlight some stuff. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm reading God's Word and I'm praying, it starts to jump off the page to me. How about you guys? Verse 18 said, bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. I, I want to look at this here. Sometimes we just got to realize we need to bring it to Jesus. Amen. Well, whatever it is, we need to bring it to Jesus. I, I thought about a few things. I said, you know, when we realize he's enough, we can bring our thoughts and our concerns to him. And, and here's the thing. What load are you carrying today that we need to bring to Jesus? What load are we, we carrying today that you're trying to do it on your own, but you know what? We need to bring it to Jesus. I don't know about you, but it's always something in our life that we need to talk to the Lord about. And I've seen that over and over there. There's nothing too great for our Savior. Maybe it's pain. Maybe it's suffer, suffering. Maybe it's some sin. Maybe there's some things going on in our life, and we just don't realize how much that we need to, to give it to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what. If we take time to bring it to Jesus, he's the one that can transform it. Amen? I don't know about you, but my life needs transforming right on a regular basis. Well, so I think there's a song, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I need to be, I'm still moving on. But I want to tell you something about this if you're listening right now. As far as your spiritual destination, when you call on the name of Jesus for the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he came and lived a sinless life for us, poured out his blood to, to turn around and purchase us out of our sin debt, let me tell you this, when you call on Jesus, he says, you're set in the family, Right? When your child's born, they're in the family. But there's some things you got to teach them, right? There's things you want to work with them. You want them to mature and you want them to grow. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow. But we need to bring things to Jesus. Y'all ever broke some stuff around the house? You ever worked? I'm thinking about this the other day. We got some stuff to put together at the church, right? You do not want me to do that. Look what I did yesterday. I touched one thing, but I tore my finger off. I said, well, we need to call Michael. 
<laughs> we got to use people in their giftings, right? Different things like that. But you know what? Some things in our life that we can't fix, right? But there's nothing that God can't fix. Now, it might not come down the way that we want it to or be the time that we want it to, but I'm going to tell you, God is faithful in those things. So what is it today? Like I said, is it fear that we need to bring to the Lord? Is it doubt that we need to bring to the Lord? Because I'm going to tell you what, in the midst of that, God is faithful to see it through. Now, what does he do? He says, bring this to me, right? So we take the, they take the food there, and then they turn around and look to heaven. See, a lot of times we're looking to self, right? We're looking to what we have. I said, you know what? They needed to look past their self and tell somebody else about we need to have an eternal view instead of a temporal view. I guarantee you when we get overwhelmed, it's because many times we're looking at the temporary. Now, temporary could be a week, a day, a lifetime. But do we see it up against the back of et- backdrop of eternity? How do you see your serving? Do you see it up against the backdrop of eternity? How do you see your giving up against the backdrop of eternity? How do you see your relationships up against the backdrop of eternity? Or just, I'm just passing through. And I tell you, we, we need to ask the Lord to bring us into a place that we have that eternal perspective. Because I'll tell you what, I use the illustration many times. I don't have it with me today. And I have a long rope. Y'all have seen me use that, right? Long rope. And maybe on the end of that rope is about this much of maybe red tape. And I say, you know, let this right here represent your life, the red tape over here. And let this long piece of rope represent eternity. See, we work so hard for what's going to happen in here and never consider what's going to happen in the long run. I know this, I, when I've sat with people and I, over the years when, when they know that their time's getting short, they think about missed opportunities. They think about, I woulda, shoulda, coulda. I don't know about y'all. I started evaluating my life a little bit different every birthday. Y'all look at that. Look back at birthday and stuff. Just turned 54. And I think things was like, oh, that was only a year or two ago. Well, guess what? It's, it's been pretty long, pretty long time. But I, I'll tell you, as I look at things like that, time is not stopping. Time is rolling. Time is unfolding. Time is keeping on going and things like that. But what I want to tell us is this. In the midst of the storm, God is still preparing us in each stage of the life, man. Each stage of life, God is still working in us so he can work through us. Are you the same person you were last year? Think about it. Are we growing in God's grace? Are we growing in trusting the Lord a little bit more? I pray that we are. And if we're not, what do we need to do to move forward and grow forward and go forward in the things of God? Right down here, it says, God gives, gives to us, then we give to others. I wrote a little note down here. I said, this is, this is what we need to understand here, and I'm preaching to me first. We stop living out of our situation, but we need to start, we need to stop living out of our situation and start living out of the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. That's the deal right there. Because we look at our situation and say, well, you wouldn't want to understand. Have you talked to people you, you just wouldn't understand? And the truth is, maybe I wouldn't understand. I haven't been through a lot of things you guys have been through. And you haven't been through some of the things I've, I've been through. But there's one that understands the big picture. It's the Lord. And a lot of times we circumvent him out of the situation. And that's what I see right there. We try to do it on our own. Anybody get tired of doing it on their own? 
You ever said, well, I had to do this, and I had to do this, and boy, I had to do it, and man, I did this, and I, 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 I. I'm going to tell you what. I can tell you this with just one little piece of what's going on in our church family. I can tell you what God's been doing. God opened up a door for us to go to a place that's twice the size of this. God's opened up a door to bring folks in that are gifted and giving and loving to make things happen. You know why? Because we're going to make a difference. We're making a difference now, but God's given us a platform to make even more of a difference. And you know what? We're going to step up to that. We're going to step up to that. We're going to step out in that because guess what? People matter. Souls matter. And that's what we're about. I want people to know Jesus. How about you? Somebody say amen. I'm telling you what, we want to see things happen. And guess what? God's enough. I don't care about the size of the building, the size of this or whatever like that. I, I'm thankful for what God blesses us with. But I'm going to tell you, do you know what God's done through you guys here and the folks on, online? He's transformed some lives. He said a couple of churches over in the Philippines. He, he's seeing people's lives transformed. And, and so many that we don't even know about. But guess what? We get to heaven, we're going to know about it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in line, getting ready? Hey, man, we're praising the Lord. Somebody goes, I'm praising the Lord. Hey, hey, I just want to tell you because of, of something you did, something you gave, something you said, a wristband that you gave, somebody that prayed for you. You prayed for my great-grandmother, and you know what? Because of my great-grandmother got saved, and now I'm here all these years later because you know what? She was faithful to the Word. Man, I'm going to tell you what. We don't even realize how much God has equipped us with and entrusted us with. And, and I think so many times we get looking at the lack. And so I hope today that we change that loop where it starts with us and we go through the loop and we go through it and it's just like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Oh, I, I, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of energy. I'm running out of money. I'm running out of resources. And it comes back to us. What happens if we start with God? He's more than enough. He's got it covered. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Hey, man, God's working in my life. God's working through my life. Is he working through your life? Yes. But you know what? Sometimes we gate it a little bit. How much do we turn up? Man, what would happen if we just put on the love light for Jesus? I was telling my wife the last month, I said, baby, I said, oh, man, God is doing a work in my heart. She said, what do you mean? I go, I don't know. And then she says, that scares me. I said, don't let it scare you. It's good stuff. I said, God is showing me something, and I don't know how to put it in words just yet, but I'm telling you, something's going on. I'm telling you, babe, God's, God's moving. God's telling me to love some people. That's what we're going to do. It wasn't that I didn't love people before, but God said, I want you to love them even more. And I go, how am I going to do that? He said, get close to me. Get close to me. I don't want to argue. I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want to get into all that. I want to tell you about Jesus. And if you don't take the information, I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to keep praying. And I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to love some people. I'm going to love some people. How many people love forgiveness? How fast are we quick to give forgiveness? I say this all the time when I talk about forgiveness. I don't say, that doesn't mean you agree with the offense, but you agree that you will not let that offense to continue to hold you and shackle you and miss out on God's best. I refuse. I refuse. My time's going by. There is more sand went through my hourglass in the past than it probably will go through ahead. Does that make any sense? A lot of sand's going through that glass. I don't know how many more grains I got. How many of you got? You don't know. I'm going to use the grain that he gives me today. I'm going to use the gift that he gives me today. I'm going to turn around and say, wait a minute, he's enough. Because I can always find where I'm not enough. 
we were talking about different things today and different churches we've been to and different things. I was thinking about street ministry and thinking about places that I went. And not growing up in church, God worked this thing out really cool in my life. I didn't know nothing about church. How about you guys? I didn't. Some people grew up in church. I didn't know. So when I start playing music, the Lord opened the doors to go to churches. I've been to all types of churches. Thomas was talking about it when he said, yeah, man, when I used to go with Pop, we got to see a lot of different things. That was good. That was different. Everything else. And what the Lord showed me is, don't get wrapped around the way you do it. Just do it. Well, they do it this way. They do it this way. You know, whatever. I think we all should be doing it this way. From our heart. From what he says. And showing people that he's enough. Showing that God says, hey, you know what? I can work through you. I get a kick out of people. I went, we went to eat yesterday for Uncle Carl's birthday. Went out, went over there, talked to people. I get right around here. I'm heading to the restroom, and somebody said, Pastor Buddy. And I said, hey. Talking to them, and they got their whole family over there and everything else. And I'm talking to them, and it's going on, and we're cutting up and everything else. And she said, well, that's my pastor. And the lady said, he's a what? <laughs> he's what? She probably didn't recognize my short mullet. That's what it was. See, because we've got in our mind that the pastor should look a certain way, he should walk a certain way, talk a certain way, and I believe we should be godly in that. But we, we start going, I know they're thinking, I don't, he, he had a Harley Davidson shirt on or something. I don't know, you know, we, we, we miss out on so much because we think it's got to look just like we think. Well, I'm going to tell you what, God has blessed me with so many folks that didn't look anything like I thought it would in, in, in the process, Amen. I'm not talking about their looks. I'm just talking about the way things unfold. And so I go back to the, to, to the restroom and wash my hands and everything. I said, I know that lady. I know one of those ladies over there. And I went back over there. I said, hey, ma'am. She goes, oh, hey. I said, you were a nurse, weren't you? She said, yeah. I said, you were Dr. Payne's nurse, weren't you? She said, yeah. I said, yeah. I'm thinking, well, I paid the light bill about the last 10 years over there. But anyway, I thought about that. And I, then I started up a conversation and just start sharing a little bit, you know, I don't know about this. Now, I've had this happen too, right? You ever been, I don't know if this ever happened to you guys. You go to the supermarket, and you see somebody who goes to church or went to church or whatever the case with it, and they got a six-pack of beer in there, and they would tear the place down trying to get away from you. How y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, they start putting diapers on top of the stuff, everything. They ain't got a kid. They ain't got putting stuff in there. I was like, man, what's up? It's crazy, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, I just stopped by here for my uh, boss. You know, I mean, dude, I'm not condemning. I just say, how you doing? I ain't seen you in church in a while. What's, you know what I'm talking But it's, it's funny now. I love it because when I see him, guess what? I don't go like this again like that. I go, hey, what's going on? What's happening? No, I don't. No, I don't. But you think I did, man. Y'all, everybody going to be shopping out of town next three weeks. <laughs> you don't go to Costco, do you? No. But isn't that something? We get all wrapped around that stuff, man. I, I, I don't want to look in your covers. I, I, don't, I don't want to get into that. I just want to love you in the Lord. You know what? He's more than enough. Let's keep on rolling. Hit me again, Mike. Let's see what's going on here. Everybody doing good so far? Now, oh, look at this. We can see this. Y'all don't have to go by faith. Here we go. So we know that God's more than enough. I'm going to read a few things off here and we'll keep on rolling. It says, they all ate and were satisfied. And disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Man, when I look at this, we say, man, he's more than enough. And look, let's break this out. 
Everybody ate. Everyone was satisfied. And there's more than enough because you see it right there in the scripture. He's the chain breaker. He's, he's a way maker. I know we love that song that we sing, but we got to stop looking at the, the lack of what's going on, okay? So, so I'll look at this. And we look through this story. And even though he's talking about a two-piece snack and some bread, could you apply that to your life, amen? Could you turn around and see how that's working in your life? Because God is a provider, isn't he? God's more than enough. So I, I want to see if y'all can help me with this. His blood is what? More than enough, right? His sacrifice is what? Oh, y'all got to get louder than that. How about his word? How about his grace? How about his forgiveness? How about his love? Anybody encouraged today? Anybody encouraged today? Because I'm going to tell you what, in your situation, he's more than enough. I'll give you some more on that. Mike, hit me again if you would, bud. Look at this. Now, y'all know I love this right here. I talk about this about every week. This is a blessing. Because you know what? God, we, we overcome through you, Lord Jesus. Check the look at this. Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you see that right there? I love it. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Amen. See, a lot of times we just get all condemned and we go, I I'm not enough. Well, who are you looking at? Are you looking at who you used to be? Are you looking at the new creature in Christ? Are you agreeing on what God says about you or, or not? Because what happens is we start trying to doubt the word of God. Now, you can doubt the word of God, but that don't change the word of God, does it? Amen. Y'all doing all right? Everybody else got frostbite? Can we turn that down just a little bit up the other way? I'm looking out for you, baby. I'm looking out for you. It, that thing jumps around a little bit. But look at this. The life through the Spirit is amazing. Because we don't have to get wrapped around in the flesh. We don't have to get wrapped around in what we don't have, what we can have. We turn around and say, we got more than enough in Christ. Even in the crisis. So we go back to that story. Jesus is preaching. Jesus has been through the situations. They hear that John the Baptist has passed. And they get all the crew come out, and he goes to a remote place. Sometimes it's good to get away sometimes, isn't it? Just get away and try to just calm our minds and calm our spirit and, and open our hearts to the things of, of God. But the people that were alongside him weren't looking at the source. They were looking at the situation instead of revelation, amen? And that's what I pray today that our takeaway is. Don't look to your situation. Look past this situation to the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, what he's done for you, who you are in Christ, that there's no condemnation for you. Come on, somebody's got to say amen with that. There's no condemnation. Man, let me tell you, how many people like to be forgiven? Oh, it's good. That doesn't mean you can just go and do whatever you want to do. That means you're not shackled to this stuff before. How many people ever feel guilty? God says he wipes that away. How many people feel like they're just not enough? God says you're more than enough. We got victory in Christ. We got victory in Jesus. He said, look at this. Let's go back through this again. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son. We couldn't live up to the law. Have you ever lied? 
Have you ever taken something? Ever said the Lord's name in vain? He said, you break one of the Ten Commandments, you broke it all. Now what you going to do? Jesus. We're going to call on the name of Jesus. See, God didn't give us the Ten Commandments so that we could live up to it. He knew we couldn't. He gave us the Ten Commandments so that we would see that we need a Savior. Can somebody tell me his name? It's Jesus, amen? It's Jesus. See, a lot of times we keep saying, well, we don't qualify. We don't qualify on our own. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, so many times I talk to folks, and I thought this the same way when I was, was coming along. I was going to have to clean up. I was going to have to give up. I was going to have to do these different things to, 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 to get in the club. Right? No. It's a family, and you were bought with a price. He bought you out of sin through his shed blood through his death, through his resurrection. But you know what? Just like disciples had to go out and engage, you have to engage by faith. You have to believe that. You have to receive that. What are you waiting on? You say, well, buddy, you know, I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. There's still some tough times. You know what? That's true. And I think what happens is sometimes as Christians, we try to, to, to give a, a lopsided Gospel, if you will. Say this prayer and everything's going to be right in your life. Boy, I mean, God's going to do this and everything else. Instead of saying, you know what? There's one way to heaven and God came to rescue you through, through the person of Jesus Christ. And when you believe that, when you receive that message, let me tell you what. That God secures you by his spirit, it says in, in Ephesians 1, and sets you in the family. And he says it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. So many people are not opening the gift. How many people love Christmas presents, right? Birthday presents, right? Do y'all wait and not open them? Not me. When I get somebody a gift, Denise is on me, man. Because I can't we just give it to them now? I want them to have it, man. And I want to see them open. I want them to see them receive that. Can you imagine God sitting there going, hey, my son's right here. Jesus said, look, I did this for you. Come, look, look. I did this for you. Take me. Believe me. Trust me. And you go, yeah, I don't know. Wow. We say, how can we be so foolish? It happens every day. It probably happened to us. How many times did I hear that message before I go, oh, I need Jesus? I don't know. But I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. People kept telling me. People kept, people kept sharing it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep proclaiming that message. We're going to keep telling people about the goodness of God. We're going to keep telling them about that God loves them. And that, you know what, when we call on the name of Jesus, guess what? Therefore, there's no condemnation. And it's not to live any way you want. It's to leave to live a life that is not contaminated with the sin and we can live a life through the righteousness of Christ, right? You understand what I'm saying? Through the righteousness of Christ so that others will see our Father displayed. Some days we probably display him a whole lot better than others. I'm going to be honest with you, preaching to me first. But I'm going to tell you what, he's doing it. He's cultivating it in my heart. How about you? Is he cultivating something in your heart today as you hear this message? Man, the disciples were right there and they missed it. Wow, they were with Jesus. They were eating, they were hanging out, they were doing things, and they were missing that they had the source. Let me tell you, if you're a believer in Christ, you have the source. If you're not a believer in Christ, the source is available to you. Don't, don't, don't walk away 
without grabbing hold of that. I don't know any way I can say it any clear. Lord, help me with this. All of us then sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us need, need a Savior. There is one Savior. There's one true God, and his name is Jesus. See, that's what I get excited about when I start t- telling people about what God's done in my life. When I talked to that young lady yesterday, and, and, and her heart was heavy. I don't know what was going on, but I do know this. She got to hear about the love of Christ. I know this, but time left, she got to hear the great message about Jesus Christ and what he's done for her. Who is it in your circle that needs to hear that? Guess what? It might be you. You might need that reminder. So here's your reminder today. God is for you. God loves you. God sent his only son for you to pour out his blood and die on the cross for our sins. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But let me tell you what. We are overcomers. Is anybody overcomer here in Christ? Is anybody excited about that? Is anybody realize? are you living this? I want to live this. Man, I want to live that today. I don't want to be, well, I don't know. No, I'm saved. I'm secure. Not because I'm a pastor. Not because I'm this. Not because I read the Bible through. Because of Jesus. Amen. And that's the deal I want you to hear. Because when you call on him, he's not going to turn you down. He's going to lift you up. He's going to take you where you are. He loves you so much that he will not leave you there. Somebody say amen for Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today as we come together that we realize how much you love us, that you are the sustainer of grace, Lord, that you are the one true God, that you are the one that says it is finished. Lord, you're more than enough. When we look at our lives and we say, Lord, I just don't measure up. He says, no. Don't worry about it. You measure up in me. Realize who you are in Christ today. Realize that, you know what? I don't care what the neighbors say. I don't care what maybe relatives have said. We're going to go with the word of God and what God says. He says we're more than conquerors. We're overcomers. And today I pray that through this short message, it's just real. Lord, make this become real in our life that not only you're enough, but you are more than enough because your love for us never stops. It's not conditioned on what we do or how we are. It's because of what we need, and it's you. So if you've never given your life to the Lord, if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me show you how you do. It's by believing in the gospel message, the good news. I've said it three or four times as I preach this message. Lord, help it to touch the hearts of those that don't know you and help it to touch the hearts that do know you to encourage them to walk in the fullness of who you are. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible also says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. Saved from what? From that condemnation. There's a place called hell. And when you leave this place, there's only two options. Either you're going to be with the Lord for eternity in heaven, or we've rejected the only way to heaven, and that leaves us in hell. And friends, let me tell you, it's real. God wrote about it. Jesus talked about it more than most anything he even preached on. And I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to go because Jesus made a way. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you got any questions about this, let us know. Share the message. We love you. We'll see you. Bye-bye.